The Blue Jackets technically went 500 this weekend, taking a possible two out of four points in two games against the LA Kings and the Boston Bruins, but they didn't go about it in the best way. We're going to talk about that and also the Rick Nash jersey retirement ceremony is what's coming up on today's Locked On Blue Jackets. Your Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. So, we're going to start off with a conversation that I had with Sarah Avampato, host of Locked On Kings, about the uh, Kings Blue Jackets game on Friday. And then uh, we're going to talk a little bit about. The game against Boston, which was equally frustrating in a slightly different way. Uh, And then I've got a little bit of a conversation I had with Gil Martin of the National Show, Locked on NHL, about the Rick Nash jersey retirement. So uh, lots of of stuff in today's episode. And I'll just uh, get right into it. Uh, I'll just just put this out here now for the record. Uh, I do believe that I predicted it to be... A high-scoring, weird game, and uh, I don't know about you, but I think they delivered on that, right? I mean, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no, they they sure did. I believe one or both of us also said it was going to be a 4-3 overtime mm-hmm, game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mother friggin' 4-3 hockey games, right? Um, <laughs> it was It was a weird one. Like, I didn't realize how weird it was until I went back and watched the highlights in uh, in preparation for recording this. But, like, three Blue Jackets goals in 46 seconds, and then the Blue Jackets getting their eighth goal of the season called back for being offside. That's not hyperbole. It's literally the eighth <laughs> time this has happened this season. Uh, and then Victor Robinson completing the hat-trick in overtime, which, as soon as the Jenna goal was called back, I was like, oh, I see how I see what's happening here. I see how this game is ending, and it's ending on either Victor Robertson scoring the game winner in overtime or in the shootout. I mean, there, there's only one way for, for that to have gone, really. Yeah, the whole, like, three goals in less than a minute was just... It was one of those things where, like, I, you know, I wasn't able to watch that game because I was, you know, doing stuff. Uh, but, you know, I... I saw the first goal from Patrick Liney and I was like, oh, well, it's a tie game, whatever. And then I feel like by the time I like, between the time I had a thought about it and then refreshed Twitter, suddenly <laughs> the, the, the Kings were losing three to one. And I was like, what, How, did I just like have a stroke? What had just happened? Um, and also I post this question on Twitter and I will now ask you, what is a Justin Danforth? <laughs> um, he's kind of like a Brandon Dubinsky, except he's five foot seven. Um, he, he's a he's a mini blue jacket. He's very small. Um, I'm. He's been kind of in and out of the lineup this week, uh, this season because uh, injuries and also he was kind of a fringe 
guy, but with Alexander Texier out, he's kind of been playing that role on the fourth line. Of, I'm just going to skate around a lot and cause some chaos, and yeah. he's got a pretty good shot. Uh, that was his fifth goal of the season, which surprised me, honestly. Um, but, yeah, he's he's one of those hashtag energy players yeah. that coaches love, um, but also he kind of is effective at the same time, which I like. Yeah, I always feel like whenever, A, the Kings are always the team that gets scored on by someone I've never heard of before in my life. And then, yeah, like anytime it is someone I've, I swear I've never heard of before, I was like, oh, uh, sure, of course <laughs> that just happened. Um, but yeah, the Victor Arvidsson hat trick was like very satisfying. Um, what also, also in this game, Justin Brown scored. And I, I feel knew like scored. as soon as soon as we finished recording, and I, I the game started, and I, I was watching Justin Brown skate, and I was like, I was really mean about him on the podcast. He is <laughs> absolutely scoring tonight, and he did score, and it was such a stupid, dumb goal. Yeah, yeah. Not only did he score, um, yeah, I think he did it despite us. He also scored in the game uh, that the Kings just played on Sunday against uh, Buffalo, who scored an empty net goal in there. So now Dustin Brown has like a goal streak happening, which is hilarious. Uh, There's someone I follow on Kings Twitter, shout out to you if it's you uh, out there listening to the show, (laughs) who has like a a meme picture that he posts whenever Dustin Brown scores and the caption is F them kids. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Yeah, I love it. Um, it it makes me laugh, but also I'm like, dear Kings, don't do anything dumb. Like, do not do 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 not just just let Dustin Brown go quietly into the night when his contract <laughs> is done. Like, it's fine unless you come to an agreement that like we're gonna resign you, but like you have to be okay with only playing like every other game. But w- whatever. Um, yeah, Victor Arvidsson hat trick though. That was very fun and very satisfying. Um, what happened from your perspective, the Blue Jackets perspective? on that goal that got called back like just what what we love mess around here but what was all that mess blue jackets don't know what the offside rule is i think is <laughs> is, is what's happening here and for some reason the, the, the thing that frustrates me about it is i don't understand how the refs and the linesmen aren't catching it mm-hmm. at the time because like i think it was zakarinski was about half a foot offside and it didn't get caught at the time Boone Jenner scored obviously everyone was like and then (laughs) it got called back and like that's that's the frustrating thing to me is that this keeps happening and for whatever reason the team just doesn't seem to get the calls um I could, and also, the other thing as well was that Jake Barcheck got blatantly hooked on, like, about three seconds before the Kings would score the game winner, uh, which hilariously also happened twice in the game against Boston that they played the, the night afterwards. Apparently, mm-hmm. it's just legal to do crimes to Jacob Barcheck right now, which I don't love. Um, and I'm not normally one to complain about officiating because I do understand it is a hard job. The game is so fast, especially when you're actively on the ice. Things are going to get missed, but it is frustrating when things like that happen. You know, like a missed call leads directly Mm -hmm. to a goal for the other team, or when this is literally the eighth time that the Blue Jackets had to get a goal called back 
for offsides. There was a period in December where they had five goals in eight games called back for being offside. No, no, that's horrible. And like, yeah, okay, maybe they should be better at staying onside, but also maybe the refs should be better at calling those. Right. Like this, this is all what Nate McKinnon and uh, Matt Deshane's fault. This is all their fault. Yes. If they hadn't like had that one goal years ago that was so blatantly offside, like we wouldn't be in this position today. And yet here we are. So thanks guys, I guess. No, it's horrible. It, it, I, I think I was telling you uh, when we were chatting after the game, like it really reminds me of that season a couple years ago where the Kings just, it was like whenever they first started cracking down on goalie uh, interference calls, but it was very clear that no one knew what goalie interference was. And like, no matter what it was, it always went against the Kings. And I, I feel like that year there were just a couple of games that like, had they won them without having those goals called back, like, they could have potentially been in a much better position than they were at the end of the season. But it's just I, like, I, it's so frustrating to be like, I, wh- what do you want from us then? What do you want from us? Yeah, exactly. And like, I think gold interference, I think is different because it is so mm-hmm. subjective. It shouldn't be, yeah. but it, it, right. it depends on who's playing, who the goalie is, who ran into him, like, what the official in Toronto ate for lunch that night, that morning, like that's, (laughs) it's so subjective and I feel like it changes every game. In theory, offsides should be the same every Mm -hmm. single time. And for some reason, it feels like they just can't bother to call close offsides anymore because they know it's going to go to review. And, but it's, I I, I have a whole rant saved up for (laughs) how the offside rule is stupid anyway. Um, Go listen to Locked on Blue Jackets in the future uh, <laughs> yeah, for your complaints about the offsides. It, it's crying about Rick Nash and it's complaining about the offside rule. That's that's I mean, it. That's today's that's episode. Fair. Um, that's super fair. Yeah. Coming up next in the show. But first, I'm excited to get to tell you about Athletic Greens, which is not a fancy name for a golf course. It is a supplement for, well, improving your insides. So definitely not a golf course. If you're like me, you're tired all the time. Your doctor keeps telling you, eat a vegetable, take some vitamins, go like look at the sun and touch some grass and stuff. And if you're like me, you basically don't do any of that ever at all, no matter how much you should. Well, Athletic Greens makes all of that super easy. You don't have to touch some grass or anything. You just get the product with one scoop, with one, wow, with one scoop, with one scoop. I'm keeping that in. One scoop of Athletic Greens, you're getting 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, and probiotics to help you get your day started right. This fancy blend helps support your gut health, energy, recovery, and very importantly these days, your immune system. I'm always looking for easy ways to improve on my overall health. Overall health. I'm lazy. I don't want to do too many steps. And so I'm excited to get to try this one. And you should be too. It's a simple way to help you take care of yourself every day. And there's no artificial anything. It's all natural and all great for you and your body. Athletic Greens is an all-in-one nutritional insurance to help your body be the best it can be. And for every purchase, Athletic Greens donates to organizations helping to get nutritious food to kids in need, including No Kid Hungry here in the United States with over 1.2 million meals donated to kids in 2020. Right now, it is time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day, and that is it. 
No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Thank you for making Locked on Blue Jackets your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all podcast platforms and soon YouTube. So uh, I appreciate you, whether you're a first-time listener or a regular listener. Thanks for stopping on by. Yeah, it's like I said, it's and it's extra frustrating as well because like in the grand scheme of things, the Blue Jackets did not have a terrible weekend. You know, they came away with two out of four possible points, but they had an overtime loss and a shootout loss on what I would consider winnable games. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is this is not a Blue Jackets podcast. This is a Kings podcast, so we won't like harp on it for too long. But man, what a what a frustrating way to go yeah. to to go five hundred. As per the yeah. NFL's stupid 500 rules, they lost two games, but somehow they're coming out of it as, as a 500 weekend. What a stupid, frustrating way to come out of a weekend with two out of a possible four points. <laughs> yeah, I feel like as anyone who has watched a team just find ways to lose when you're like, how did, why did you just, okay, that just happened. <laughs> like, I get it. This I might as it. well happen, dot JPEG, right. you know? Right, like this is, this is where we're at. Like, I guess, fine. Let's talk that game against Boston because, man, what a intensely weird and frustrating game. Uh, it was a little bit the same as the Kings game and a little bit different. Uh, the Blue Jackets lost in a shootout 5-4. to four. It was... Uh, it was not ideal, we'll say. Uh, it was... I mean, it was just kind of a, just kind of a messy game. Uh, it was much more even than the Kings game. I thought uh, it was very much a, well, the Bruins are going to score, and then the Blue Jackets are going to score, and then the Blue Jackets are going to score again, and then the Kings, the Boston Bruins are going to score, and it went, you know, it was one nothing Bruins, and then it was two one Blue Jackets, and then it was three two Blue Jackets, and then it was four three Boston. Jake Varacek tied the game uh, with, I think it was like 1.8 seconds left, was was the original uh, the original time. This says that the goal was scored at 19.57 of the third period. A uh, power play goal, which you love to see. The Blue Jackets had two power play goals in this game, which uh, maybe the power play is fixing itself. We can only hope. Um... But he scored to tie the game at 4-4, and then the Blue Jackets went end up losing in the shootout, which is what it is. It's a coin flip. Like, I'm not mad about losing in the shootout. Uh, I am frustrated that this is another game where they had the lead, and then they let it slip away uh, to give the other team a point, and then gave the other team both points. Um, just... Like I said, just a just a frustrating game, especially, you know, Boston is ahead of us in the standings. This was a game that the Blue Jackets really needed to win if they wanted to make any kinds of progress in making the playoffs. Um, something I talked a little bit about with uh, with Gil Martin in the uh, in on the national show, but 
you're not going to make the playoffs if you're going to lose games like this, honestly. Um, and as we get closer and closer to the trade deadline, the Blue Jackets are still 10 points out of a playoff spot. We're getting closer and closer, I think, to them accepting that they're not going to make the playoffs. Um, the Blue Jackets do still have uh, three games left before the trade deadline, including tonight against Toronto, and then uh, they've got Thursday against New York Islanders, Friday against the Minnesota Wild, and then it's the trade deadline on uh, Saturday. So, three games. If, you know, miracles do happen, and somehow we win all three of those games, and Washington loses three games to kind of bring us even, then maybe we'll be having a different conversation, but... Right now, I think if the gap is not closed, this weekend could, I think, be somewhere, something that people can point to as, well, if they'd won both of these games, then maybe playoffs, but I don't think it's going to happen. Um, and it feels, you know, there's still there's still a lot of season left, but unfortunately, you know, the trade deadline is coming up and the Blue Jackets need to know whether they're going to buy or sell um, or do nothing. So... That's kind of... I wish I had more kind of fun analysis for this game because it was... It was a weird game. It was kind of... It was a fun game. It was really nice to see Nick Foligno back. Uh, I am glad that he didn't score because I thought he'd scored the 3-3 goal and was like, yeah, of course. Um, he did assist on the uh, the 3-3 goal, but he did not score, which is, uh, is good for me emotionally. Just it was a really nice night. Uh, it's a shame that the Bruins decided to ruin Rick Nash's jersey retirement, uh, which is what we're going to talk about in just a minute. Coming up next, I uh, like I said at the top of the show, I'm going to share my conversation with Gil Martin of the Locked On NHL national show about uh, Rick Nash's jersey retirement. But first, I've got to tell you about Bet Online because football might be over, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. And from all the latest odds, totals, and player props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. They remain the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds, right to Olympic coverage and information. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. So if you want to put some money on the Blue Jackets winning tonight's game, uh, because I think it will be funny if they beat Toronto. I think it's always funny when Toronto loses, so if you want to put some money on that, you can do it at BetOnline.net. Head to the website today. Once again, that is BetOnline.net. Or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action, because BetOnline is where the game starts. I've also got to tell you about Bill Barr. Because this time of year, I've pretty much given up on all my news resolutions, but this year I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right, thanks to Built Bar, because it kind of feels like it's not really a resolution. I actually enjoy eating Built Bar as opposed to, you know, the usual healthy food that I try to replace candy bars with around this time of year. And even better than a regular Built Bar is a Built Puff. If you haven't tried them, you are missing out. They're the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They are fluffy, they are soft. They're not just a protein bar, they are a treat. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. They come in incredible flavors like churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. They're my favorites and they're going to be yours as well. Bill Bars are 
low sugar, low carb, high protein, high fiber, low calorie, ton of delicious flavors, and here's the best bit. If you go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, you will get 15% off your order. Once again, that is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. A little history made in Columbus, the first franchise jersey retirement, and who better to get that honor than Rick Nash? Yeah, exactly. It was it was always going to be Rick Nash. Um, he is Columbus hockey. You know, a lot of he he's from before my time, being a being a hockey fan. Um, he left the team in 2012, so I didn't really get to see the impact he had on the team. But like now, we're starting to see the impact that he had on Columbus and the the youth teams there. And it, it's just yeah, he's. He is a special player for this city. And, you know, I know when you look at some of the other teams, it's tough to be like, oh, yeah, Rick Nash is the best player that's ever played for the Blue Jackets. But uh, he he is. You know, we don't have the history of some of the other teams. We don't have the accolades that some of the other teams have. But we have kids playing on our team now. We have kids playing in the NHL that started playing hockey because of Rick Nash. And that's really cool, I think. Absolutely. And, you know, he was the best goal scorer. He was there. How many years in a row was he their representative in, in the All-Star game? I mean, he he really was the face of the franchise when they entered the National Hockey League. Yeah, 100%. He, like, for a long time, he was the only good player on the team, you know, which sounds like hyperbole, but it's it's a team that has not had a lot of luck in the draft. It's a team that was brutally mismanaged. I would say from inception all the way through to when Yamakakalainen took over in 2013, you know, so to have a player like Rick Nash, it makes sense that that's who the city build builds their, their hopes around for, for hockey. Yeah. Led, led the league in goal scoring, winning the rocket Richard back in 2003, 2004, had another 40 goal season in, in 2008, 2009. Uh, what did you think about his speech at the uh, at the ceremony on Saturday? Yeah, I thought it was. I really liked the whole ceremony. Uh, I thought it was really well done. I thought it was just a really nice moment for again, like the city of Columbus, who you know the team has had kind of a rough go of it the past year. Obviously, the passing of Matisse Kivlenics was a big left a big hole in in this community. And so, you know, between that and then having this ceremony to look forward to, having uh, Nick Foligno back in the building for the first time, who was one of the most beloved Blue Jackets, you know, since 2012, uh, you know, it was it was a really nice night. I thought he, he made a really good speech. I loved, I, I just, you can see how much he loved Columbus and how much he still loves Columbus and the Blue Jackets in in his speech, and so I thought it was it was a really nice way to yeah to honor him, but also for him to honor the team and the city and the fans. I think he he was so inclusive in his speech as to how he felt about the fans and what they meant to him over the years. Yeah, hundred percent. And you know, I, I think a lot of players will say, "Oh, you know, the fans are what's important," and don't necessarily mean that. But in a in a city like Columbus, where you know it's not 
the most exciting city. I'm I'm a huge fan of Columbus, the city. Uh, but I know a lot of people who haven't been are like, man, what's what is it? What is even in Columbus? But like, Columbus is a great city, but it's not New York. It's not Chicago. It's not Toronto. You know. Um, and so I think to him, yeah, like, okay, he was never going to be a star along the lines of, you know, a Sidney Crosby, for example. But the fans made him feel like Sidney Crosby in this town, you know? And so I think there's there's a, a relationship there that you wouldn't get in a bigger city, I think. No question about it couple of tough losses this week one goal losses to LA and Boston both at home the Boston loss coming in a shootout where does this leave the Blue Jackets as we get closer to the trade deadline well I mean it didn't help that Washington won as well uh we are I believe seven or nine points back of Washington for the second wild card spot. So that's not ideal. Um, you know, we talked last week about how the next couple of weeks were going to be super important for what the Blue Jackets do at the trade deadline. This, obviously, I don't think either of the losses were a huge cause for concern. Uh, the The Kings loss came uh, in overtime after having uh, a Blue Jackets goal disallowed for being offside for like the eighth time this season, which is just bananas. I, like, that's not hyperbole. I think that is literally the eighth goal they've had called back for being offside wow. after a yeah. review this season. You know, I don't think either of the, the losses are particularly a cause for concern, but it doesn't help that one of them was against Boston, who we are trying to catch in the standings. Um, you know, two points out of four is not a terrible weekend, but it's not the weekend, I think, that that we hoped for. Um, so, you know, it's, it's getting the, 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 we are on a ticking clock, you know, the closer we get to the trade deadline, the less time the Blue Jackets have to make the playoffs. And this was unfortunately not even necessarily a step in the wrong direction. I just think they didn't take a step. So it was, it was frustrating, not the end of the world, but I think probably not ideal in terms of their fight to make the playoffs. Now, at least the goaltending situation seems to have stabilized. Talk a little bit about the health of your goaltenders, because last week that was a big issue. Yes, Muslikins is healthy. Uh, Joe's Kopsalo is on his way back, which is excellent news. Um, you know, it uh, it was a rough week or so there when we had our fourth and sixth string goaltenders in the, uh, in the rotation, but uh, I thought Elvis had a... A good weekend. Uh, he was, I think, I want to say 38 saves against Boston last night, which, I mean, Boston's a, Boston can be a lethal team when they're on. Uh, he played pretty well against LA as well, I thought. Obviously, you know, two overtime losses or an overtime loss and a shootout loss, not, uh, not ideal, but he has been pretty good since coming back from injury, which is, uh, which is exactly what we need to see. Uh, hopefully, Corpsalo gets back and then we can kind of get back to rotating the goalies a little bit more um it's kind of it's been weird we started off at the start of the season it was very much uh well elvis plays one game and then Jonas know plays the next game and rotating like that elvis kind of took over due to uh better play uh Kupsalo has been injured a couple of times this season but i think you know elvis is still a fairly young goaltender especially in the terms of the nhl this is only his third season i believe um you know it is uh It'll be, it'll be interesting to see how he handles this workload down the stretch. 
because he's never played a full season as the starter. And so I think, you know, and we're kind of seeing it with Jack Campbell in Toronto. You know, he was phenomenal for them last season and he was phenomenal for the first, what, 30-ish games for, for Toronto this season. And now you can see, okay, he's not used to being a starter. I think that fatigue is starting to wear on him. And I hope that we don't kind of get to see that with Elvis because goalie injuries have forced us to play Elvis for the entire 30-whatever games that are remaining. <laughs> yeah, that would, that would be difficult. And that's about all I've got for you today. Tomorrow, uh, we're going to break down tonight's game against the Toronto Maple Leafs. We'll take a look at where the Blue Jackets are in the standings, whether, you know, playoffs remain out of reach or not. But uh, that's all I've got for today. I've been Jay Foster. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find this podcast at L-O underscore Blue Jackets. If you have comments, questions, criticisms, you can email me at lockedupbluejackets at gmail.com. And until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on.